I'm excited to speak this today. I've been, if you've been tuning into Deep End, and if you haven't, why haven't you? If you have, you know, I've, a couple of weeks ago, I just, I just started processing information out loud with you guys. I've been, one of the things that Pastor Duane and I make no apologies for is the fact that we, we try to answer questions that people are really asking. We, 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 we don't want to just rehash something that no one's asking about. And one of the things that I've been trying to process is why people quit. I, 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 know, I know it's a huge subject, and we're not going to, we might not finish it this morning, but I think if we could figure that out, I'll speak for me, and it would be so much better as a follower of Christ if my discipline was greater. And I, I started talking about discipline because I believe it's a cancer in the American church because we quit too soon. Somebody say amen. Let me know you're, you're with me on this. Maybe, maybe you're not wanting to commit yet. I get it. I get it. You, you never know. I'm, I might say something heretical up here. What we do is we, we decide we need to make some changes, and, and that's great, and that's, that's the starting point. We decide we need to make some changes, and then we, we put some things into place, right? And in a matter of a few days or a week, two weeks, a month, whatever it is, we fall back into an unhealthy repetitive, habitual life. And, and, I, and I, think, I, I think God has kind of been gracious enough to show me a couple of things on this. And again, man, I'm not reinventing the wheel. And, and you've, you might have heard somebody communicate this much better. This is my heart to you this morning. I want to talk about the subject of discipline. It's, it's safe to say, I believe, that most of us, if not all of us, are trying to either start something that will make us better or stop something that is hurting us. I think that's universal. I think that's in the church and outside the church. Amen. You might be, you might be falling back into old patterns. You might really believe that you need to stop stop a habit, stop, stop overeating, stop yelling at the kids. I don't know what it is. But there's also the reality that God might be wanting you to start something. You might need to start something. You might need to start praying faithfully. You might need to start reading God's word on a consistent basis because I believe consistency and discipline, they're, they're, they're brothers, they're not cousins. Discipline and consistency go together. You might, you might really feel the need to start exercising. And I'm just naming some natural, physical things. We, we, we'll get a little deeper in a minute, but maybe God's wanting you to start being faithful with your resources and maybe start serving somewhere in the church or in your community. How about start serving in your own home? What we do, and, and I'll, I'll just speak for me, and if it if it applies to you, then you embrace it. And if it doesn't, pray for the next person. <laughs> but I think sometimes, man, we, we, we get on something and then we skip a day. Come on, some, am I the only one that'll skip a day? We skip a day and then we, 
we skip two days, and that two days becomes a month. Now it's a year, and the next thing you know, we've quit too soon. And then we just, to make ourselves feel better, we decide, well, I just can't do this. It must not have been for me to do. Well, I want to challenge you, is it from God or isn't it? Because my God's not schizophrenic, and he doesn't just keep changing his mind. So if he spoke to you about something, I want to encourage you today and hopefully equip you today to be able to carry out discipline and consistency in your life to see this thing through. Amen. We learned that we have to choose discipline or desire. I talked about how we can either strive for discipline or continue to feed our desires. And I suggested that discipline is choosing what you want most over what you want now. And, and this, again, I, these aren't revelatory ideas. These are the things Jeff Burke has to put into place so that I keep my head in the game. You're just along for this ride. Discipline or desire. I've, discipline is choosing what you want most over what you want now. We learned that you have to choose. Wednesday I talked about choosing being consistent or occasional. Consistent or occasional. And I suggested that successful people, winners, strong followers of Jesus Christ do consistently what others do occasionally. Successful people in the kingdom of God do consistently what other people do occasionally. And today I want to challenge us to examine ourselves, and I want us to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, are we trying or training? Are we, are we genuinely training, or are we just trying? Because trying doesn't work. Training or trying. Are you in 1 Corinthians? Find chapter 9, please. I don't know what you, maybe you have your paper Bible with you. They look like this. It's been a minute, I know. And, and quite honestly, outside of home or, or here when I'm preaching, I, I use electronic devices like y'all do. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I want you to go there because I want us to look at the Apostle Paul and what he says about training or trying. Oh, God, we bless the reading of your word. I ask you to give me clarity. May I speak only what you once said. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, your Bible says this. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs? Don't you realize in a race that everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? He, he inserts a little logic here. He inserts a little common sense here. Don't you know that everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So he says to the church, he says, so run to win. Run to win. Run to finish. But, man, I remember when I was a, when I was a kid, and I remember asking my father about this, and he unpacked it way, way, I, I was more confused after I asked him, but I, the, the preacher was up on the, 
platform when I was a kid, and he was preaching hard, and, and he said, you know what, I, 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 I want to make it to heaven, and everybody's shouting and, you know, waving hankies and throwing things, and, I, and, and, and I asked, he said, if I've got to make it by the skin of my teeth, that's not what that says. First, I had to ask dad, what's skin on the teeth? And he went down some Kentucky path, and I wasn't sure what was happening, but once he came back, I just said, well, can we go to the next part? And dad explained it like, it's, think about like you're running up to the gate. I always think Indiana Jones, because that wasn't, when I was a kid, that wasn't a thing. But he said, if I could slide into heaven and make it right before the door shuts, he said, I'll be happy. And everybody was shouting, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not that guy. No, I'm, no if, if, if I do something, I want it to be with excellence. He says, so run to win. And, and, and Paul, Paul, as incredibly intelligent as he was, he made this so simple for us as the Holy Spirit inspired him to write. He says, if you're going to run, run to win because all athletes discipline themselves in their training to do it for a purpose, to do it for a temporary prize. We as Christ followers should be training to win for an eternal prize. Oh, come on now. Paul uses this competitive metaphor that his audience would have completely understood. And as I was uh, difficult sleeping last night, so I was watching some TV and all the Olympics things were on. And I'm like, God, I I get it. I get it. You just use whatever you need to do to, to get me to open my eyes. When Paul wrote this to the church at Corinth, they would have totally understood it. Corinth was a city in Greece, and they were, every four years, they hosted what we know as the Olympics. And people from all over the world, literally the known world, would come to compete. And in Corinth, they even had their local version of the Olympics. It was the Isthmian Games. I don't know nothing about that, and I'm surprising to you I wasn't alive then, but I read a lot. And they had their own little community games. And the thought was, if you make it there, you make it in the big leagues. You make it there, you go to what we know as the Olympics. You you win here, you win big. And as he would use this metaphor, they would understand that they had very specific competitions in these local games. You could train to be a wrestler. They had chariot racing. And something that I thought was absolutely incredible, they literally held games and competitions where you would get awarded a, 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 a prize, a crown, so to speak, for poetry reading. I can get on board with that because I'm, I'm not athletic. I don't know nothing about sports. I can read. So whatever they tried to do, whether it was a physical competition or reciting poetry, you did it to win. You didn't do it just to do it. You didn't do it because someone was making you do it. You did it to be the best at it that you could possibly be. Oh, that we as a church would understand that we need to follow Christ and be the best at it that we can possibly be based on the wonderful power of the Spirit that we talked about for six weeks, based on the power and the filling of the Holy Spirit. We, we can win. We can run to win. We can run to win. God, help me. They understood the value of competition. That verse says, in a race, 
Everyone runs. Only one person gets the prize. If you're going to run, that going to run to win. How many of you love to win? Come on, show of hands. How many love to win? And you feel that aren't raising your hands? Come on. I mean, we're in church. I lie outside, but don't lie in here. Nobody starts something and desires to lose. You're like, well, I'm just not participating in that little poll you just made. Well, I see, I, that's, that's, that, that's that apathetic spirit, man. I, man, I want to be aggressive at life. I want to go after it. I want to come in hot, as Ryan says. Nobody dating, I'm just going to say this, and, and Pastor Dwayne, you have the right to just, you know, come up and shut me down. But we talked a lot during VBS about something. I, I, I know there were kind of hallway conversations, but we have this conversation at every VBS meeting, always before uh, we release the, the, the teachers and the volunteers go do their thing. The body dating is a competitive place. I, uh, right? Yeah, John, John's like, what? Don't tell the teens. I mean, yeah, it's kind of all in good fun, but I'm just, I'm going to be straight up honest with you because God convicted me about this because when I originally was thinking about this message, I wasn't going to say this, and God convicted me because it wasn't being honest. I will do whatever it takes to win. Right, Jackson? We'll do whatever it takes to win. You're like, whatever it takes, anything short of sin, I will do to win. I mean, that's been my life. You can ask my wife. We had a conversation just on, on Friday, maybe Saturday, where, where we were talking about her workplace. And I said, man, I said, when I go into a room, I want to find out who's in charge in that room. Because if no one's in charge in that room, guess what? And Dwayne's the same way. We don't just slither into a room and hide in a corner. We run to win. And I believe if we'd be honest with ourselves, we'd say we all love to win. And you might say, you know what, I don't think, if you're a Christian, I don't think you should be competitive. I could not disagree more. If I only had that verse to go on, I couldn't disagree more. He, Paul was very clear. You're going to run, and when you run, run hard. Run fast and win. He said, Jeff, why do you believe we should be competitive? And I, and I, I'm, I, I don't want to take the time to, to qualify everything. I, you know what I mean. I'm not talking elbowing somebody, standing on somebody's neck. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about you doing what you do with excellence for the glory of God Almighty. That's what I'm talking about. You say, man, the church shouldn't be that. First of all, you got to remember we're in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle right now, but we're on the side of the winning. Come on. We're on the winning side. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, he's already, I want to stand with a winner. I don't want to stand with a loser. If you're running with him, and we should, we should run to win. Secondly, you'll notice Paul didn't say run to finish. Paul didn't say run to place. No. Paul said run to win. Run to win. And if you don't like the Apostle Paul, let me just throw another famous philosopher out to you. You might know him. His name is Ricky Bobby. He says, if you ain't first, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> Shake it, big. 
Maybe that's not your style either. Greek philosophers said, speaking of these Ithmian games, speaking of these games that they were, these community games that they were doing, this, this is history. This philosopher said, I'm quoting, if you withdraw from these games without sufficient reason, you will be whipped. Motivation. Incentive. I like it. Paul's saying if you, you're going to compete, run to win, and I want to encourage you, don't rationalize away the joy of honoring God with your best. Don't, don't, don't give up too soon to where your excellence is not what you're striving for. If you're going to run, run to win. Let's go to the scripture because when you look in the Bible, there's some pretty lofty assignments that God gave folks. Say in 1 Corinthians 9, let me, let me take you on a little tour. In the Garden of Eden, God looks at Adam. God looks at Adam and Eve and says, be fruitful and multiply. He said, go and win. He said, go and fill the earth, subdue it, reproduce, conquer, build something significant. If you're going to be on this earth and you're going to manage this earth, do something with this earth. It wasn't, he didn't say, Adam, Eve, here's what I need you to do. I just need you to be I just need you to exist. Just chill. No. He gave them an assignment that was powerful and it was weighty. In Matthew 25, where the whole, the whole, our seed project was birthed out of this passage. In Matthew 25, Jesus tells the story about a landowner, and you know it. He gave three different guys some money, some talents. Two of these guys played to win. I said, two of these guys played the win, they invested what they had. They're like, I'm doing this with excellence. I'm not burying this, I'm not just gonna survive. They doubled their investment and the master came back and said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm, there's a message for us there. One of the men were afraid to play though. One of the men was apathetic and might I suggest pathetic because he didn't play to win, he was afraid he kept what he had. He didn't invest it all. He didn't think outside the box. The master looked at him. He didn't call him lazy. You know what he said. He said, you're wicked and lazy. The very last thing Jesus said before ascending to heaven, he looked at the disciples and he said, go. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples, baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He didn't say, you're my disciples, show up when you want to. He didn't say, you're my disciples, casually coast into a situation and casually coast out. It's not what he said. He didn't say that at all. He said, go into the world, make disciples, baptize. He was very specific. He didn't say, go into it and, and waste your life. Go into it. Hey, disciples, let me tell you something. I want, what I want you to do, I just want you to go and do whatever you want to do. Didn't say that. He's telling them, don't just show up for a participation trophy. Run to win. Run to win. Don't rationalize away the thrill of bringing your best to the creator of the universe. So Paul says, if you're going to run, run to win. So my question is, why aren't we winning? My question is, why aren't we making progress? This is so important to me. 
Why aren't we achieving the goal? Make it personal. Why, why, why isn't Jeff Burke achieving the goals he wants to achieve? You ask the question. Why aren't you achieving what it is you want to achieve? Why aren't things changing for you? Why aren't you changing? And here's the answer, and I hope it's not too simple, but the answer is we've been trying too long. We've been trying too long, and we try way too hard. I believe that most Christ followers, and, 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 and I number myself in that on so many areas, I think sometimes we exist to try. We just try. Well, I'll try. I'll try that. I'll try that. We've adopted a theology of trying, and it's not in the Scripture. I'm trying to serve God. I'm trying to be a good Christian. I'm, I'm trying to go to church. I'm trying to read my Bible. I'm trying to stop cussing. I'm trying to love people. I'm trying not to worry. I'm trying not to lose my temper. But as I try, I get mad and lose my temper. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Why aren't things changing this morning? Please, I came to tell somebody to change your strategy. You're trying, but you need to stop trying and start training to win. There's a huge difference why, Jeff, what's the big difference and why would we do that? Because trying never uh, uh, brings you consistent results in your life. Trying just will not do that. Training does. Training does. Training's an entirely different mindset than trying. When we say we're trying, we allow ourselves room to fail. When we train, we are equipping ourselves not to fail. And there's a difference. Training's just different. Let's look, about, let's look at the difference for a second. And trying, what's trying? Trying, simply, it's an attempt to change with the least amount of commitment you have to do. That's trying. And, I'm, and look, I'm not, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I've already confessed my fault. I'm, I'm telling you, trying, you approach trying with the least amount of effort that you can give. I'm not saying you don't try my question is, how's that working? It's the least amount of commitment. That's how we approach it. You say, man, I, I, I don't know, Jeff. I, I'm trying. I wish. I wish. I try. I wish. I hope. We give some into this. We give some of ourselves towards changing. We give some and then say, I'm trying, but you know what? If it's not successful, I can always say I tried. Why are we adopting that it's okay to fail? Hmm. Training, on the other hand, it's different than trying. Training is a wholehearted commitment to achieve the best specific result that you're going for. You are empowering and you're being empowered by the Spirit. You're equipping yourself with the Word and your relationship with Jesus Christ so that you are training so that failing is not an option. There's a difference. If you're trying, you show up hoping for a good result. When you're training, you have a game plan. You've got a strategy. Are you with me still? You've got some fight left in you. You're running to win. You, you, you're, you're intentional. You're committed. You put a strategy in place. You have a defined vision. You have a purpose. Trying is not the same as training. God, when you're trying, you give all you can give, and at least I tried. When you're trying, when you're trying, as soon as it gets hard, 
I'm, you know, I tried. It was hard, though, and, and then this happened and this happened. So I'm gonna, I got to stop that because I got these other things I have to deal with. I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up on Monday. I'm, I tried, but, you know, I just too many things going on right now. I can't be consistent in this. So I tried, but I'll pick it up down the road. God will understand. Will he, though? Will he, though? When you're trying, you quit. When you don't feel like, when you're training, you don't live according to how it feels. Do, do you honestly think that those Olympians that were training didn't want to quit? But they didn't get up to try. They got in the world spotlight because they trained. We're all running. Only one gets the prize. Run to win. Paul says it this way in verse 25 of 1 Corinthians 9. He says, all athletes are disciplined in their, say it. Say it again. All athletes are disciplined in their training. Discipline. Training. See, discipline doesn't go with trying. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. We do it for an eternal prize. Please notice, instead of trying to compete, they enter into training to win. Instead of trying to finish, to compete, to participate, they train to win. Could that be why you're finding yourself unsuccessful in whatever it is you're trying to change? I'm just asking simple questions. I've asked myself. That word training is an interesting word. I, I, don't, I don't know Greek. I don't know English. But, 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 but I, again, I read a lot. And this is the word. You'll see it behind me. That's the Greek word for that. You can knock yourself out if you want to. I'm, I'm not even going to tempt it. Dwayne will make fun of me. We get our word agony from this word. No, let, let, me, let me reel this back in. 1 Corinthians 9, 20. All athletes are disciplined in their training. That's the word. And it means agony. You're like, that's the most horrible marketing presentation to get people to come to Jesus I've ever heard. It's not pretty. I, 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 someone said to me last night, they were, I, get, I know what they're, and, and, it, and I'm not taking it out of context. Someone said to me last night, they said to me, I mean, the Holy Spirit, he's not offensive. Have you seen the cross? Have you read about what happened? There's nothing pretty about the cross of Jesus Christ. It was bloody. It was brutal. He was absolutely maimed and disfigured and mistreated. But he won. And because he won, we win. God help it. We get our word agony. It means to contend for victory. Not to contend for victory, to strain Towards the goal. I was watching track and field. When it's close, what do they do? They strain towards the goal. What is it that God is saying you need to do or not do? When it gets tough, lean into it all that harder. 
strain towards the goal. That's what Paul is saying here. All athletes are disciplined in their agony to contend for victory. They're disciplined in straining towards the goal. Trying, it's a half-hearted attempt. We got to be honest with ourselves. Training, it's taking every bit of power that we have in ourselves. It's our, we, take our, we take our ordinary, God the Father puts his extra on top of it, and we're extraordinary. It's training. It's not just doing. God help us see it. Training takes every bit of concentration. The power that we have, the power that he gives, and we strain toward the goal. Every nerve in our body strains toward the completion and the winning the goal for which God has created you to win and me to win. When an athlete came to participate in these games, they went into a 10-month, very strict, very intentional, rigorous training regimen. I, 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 it was, they, 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 they had a very strict diet. They, they, they were no longer, they couldn't, even, they couldn't even function well in society until they got past this until they got past this training, they were outcasts until they passed this training. When they got serious about this, when they won the community game and they were going for the big win, they had to isolate themselves to a certain degree. They had to get focused. They had to put the right people in their life. They weren't stopping at McDonald's. And if you stopped at McDonald's, you have to go by yourself because I'm training to win and I'm not eating it. And that's what they did for 10 months. For 10 months, no wine, no alcohol. Well, see, now you're meddling, Jeff. I'm saying, what's it worth to you to win? How much pull does something have to have in our life that will settle for trying instead of training to win? I said I wasn't going to yell today. <sighs> now that I'm yelling. They had a specific time of the day they had to train. When they weren't training, they were thinking about training. And if they had a question, they went to the coach. And they asked questions about their training. They weren't trying to compete for the sake of finishing. They were training to win. Please imagine with me, we're going to run a marathon. I know, it's comical. But let's say there's thousands of people that want to participate in this. But let's just focus on two of the runners that are up on the starting blocks. One person's ready they did the trainings, strict diet, the extreme cold, the extreme heat, months and months of preparation. And this guy looked at the other person and said, hey, did you train for this? Because I trained. Did you train? I mean, you know, I didn't really get around to it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. And, you know, the kids had some challenges this week. Man, school was tough on them. My wife had to work overtime, so I just couldn't train. Why are you running? Why are you even on the starting blocks? Why are you in the race if not to win? Hmm. Hmm. The guy who trained said, you mean you're actually going to attempt this marathon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm finished. I'll finish, and I'm pretty excited about it because I got a T-shirt. But see, that's how we approach our walk with Jesus. And we'll try because all God is is love, right? I mean, that's what God is love and he's forgiving and all that stuff. So 
I mean, he's going to know that I, I tried, right? I mean, he's not comparing me to somebody else. I mean, he knows I tried. So if I tried, I mean, I, I still get heaven, right? Nobody amen. That's so funny. That's, that's the nature of that topic, isn't it? Wait, what? But see, we're, we're not afraid of it. Because Jesus taught you run to win. Paul taught us you run to win. Why are you even in the race if your heart isn't to win? I keep asking that question. When you're an athlete, when you're a competitor, when you're fighting for something that matters, you have a vision. Your eye is on the prize, so to speak. And when you get close to it, you just lean into it. Every, every fiber in your being is sounding off. Every nerve is on its edge. But it's all right because you see the end. Somebody talk to me. You see the end. And when you get close to the end, you run that much harder. You're like, I don't even know how I'm even running right now. And you run. And when you get close, you lean into it. And they're like, I can't believe you leaned into that. Me neither. But I trained. But I trained. I trained. And when I trained, I knew that when it got tough, there was something inside of me because I had all of this stuff backed up in my mind and in my spirit. And when I run, I ran to win. So something just kind of took over and I just ran that much harder until eventually I crossed the finish line. And when I was done, boy, was I tired. But I won. But I won. I won. I won. I won. Hmm. When you have a, a dream, when you have a spiritual assignment, Trying apart from training is literally unthinkable. Do we run? Absolutely. Are we running to win? Good question. We're trying to honor God? Or we're trying to make ourselves feel better? I, I know this is tough words, but I like what Paul said in 1 Timothy 4, verse 7. Paul was talking to Timothy about being godly. Here's what Paul didn't say. What Paul didn't say was, Timothy, I want you to try to be godly. So, so wake up, try your best, Timothy. Timothy. We've had some long talks, Timothy. I've, I've taught you. I've instructed you. Now go try. Go try to be godly. That's not what he said. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Don't try to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. When you train yourself to be godly, somebody couldn't talk you out of being godly if they wanted to. Because you've trained. You're not trying. Paul didn't say try. Timothy, do your best. No. Do God's best. Do God's best. Train. Train. People look at you. They'll see something different in you when you decide to stop trying. Stop trying and start training. What are you doing? Well, I stopped trying, and now I'm in this race, and I, daggone it, I'm going to win. I got a new mindset. I got a game plan. You want to run with me? No? It's not a half-hearted commitment, church. It's full on, all in, every nerve in your body stretching toward the goal, empowered by the Spirit of God training. God help us see it. So what is Training. I'll keep it simple because I can't do anything, but training is this. To consistently do what I can do to enable me to do even more. Notice, I had to throw the word consistently in there because we're talking about discipline. Without consistency, 
you have no discipline. And without discipline, you can't be consistent. It's just try, fail, try. I did it a little longer this time, still failed. Try, fail. You know what? I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to accept this about me. This is how God made me. So I'm just going to accept this, and this is how I'm going to do my life. Because I tried. Training is doing consistently what I can do today. What I can do today so that I win. So I can do even more tomorrow. Are you still with me? Ryan's a runner. Ryan, Ryan ran track and field. If you're a runner, you, you, what I'm saying, you know it's true. You might be training for a marathon, but can you run a marathon today? Probably not. If you can, that's awesome. I'm, I'll speak for myself. Absolutely no way, shape, or form could I run it. Can I run a mile today? Yep. Okay, not today. Not today, but tomorrow. <laughs> you start with consistently doing what you can do today so you can do so much more tomorrow. God help us see it. If you're walking a mile today, you're in training. You say, well, I can walk. I can't run. Okay. What's your best? What's excellence to you? Walk a mile today. Walk a mile and a half tomorrow. Do what you can, consistently do what you can do today so you can do more tomorrow. Can you get out of debt by next week? Most would say no. But when you're in training, you bring your own coffee to work. I see, here we go again. Here we go. Everybody, everybody's looking down like we're reading. <laughs> I mean, just, it's, and listen, I, nobody blows more money than me. Let me just be, totally confess with you guys. This, that's not what this is about. It's your best. Your best. What's God told you? I'm not telling you anything. I'm giving you examples. What's he telling you to do? You probably won't be completely out of debt by next week, but boy, you can put five bucks towards that goal. Amen. Can you become a spiritual powerhouse tomorrow just because you listen to this sermon? Probably not. But you can open up your Bible app and read the word of God every single day, letting his living, active, unchanging, powerful word convict you like it convicts me, to shape you, conform you, and to transform you. This, this is possible when you have a mindset of training and not a mindset of trying. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse up here. We're not trying. We're consistently doing today. God help us. That's why I love the precision. Man, I, I, if you don't think Paul's a great communicator, you, you need to get a different translation of your Bible. He is, he's, he's hitting this with such precision. Look at it in verse 26. He says, he's talking about training. He's talking about running to win. He said, so I run with purpose at the starting block. Uh-huh. You're leaning in at the finish line. Uh-huh. But it's all those steps in between that I train for. He said, he says, I run with purpose in every step. He's already told us that we should run to win. Now he's saying, if you're not concentrating on every step, you won't even finish. I, 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 I run with purpose in every step. It's not accidental. You got to see this. It's not unintentional. 
There's actually a plan to this, Paul says. I got a strategy. I'm in training. When I wake up, I know what I'm called to do. I put one step in front of the other with excellence. If I fall back and if I have a back set, I get up and I start training again. I get back in the race. A temporary loss doesn't mean permanent defeat. Get up and run again. I'm coming back because I'm coming back because I'm training. I can't come back if I'm just trying. I come back because I'm training. Notice he said in, in verse 27, the rest of that, or 26, excuse me. He said, I run with purpose in every step. I am not shadow boxing. I just love that. He said, I ain't playing with this. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to battle an opponent that can't hit back. Shadow boxing is just, you're looking at your form. Okay, I'm look, I look good at this. Are, are you with me still? That, 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 that's sometimes why we do stuff for the kingdom of God. So people can see our form. So people can see that we... Paul said, I'm not doing this for nobody but one, and that's God. He said, I'm not shadow boxing in this. He said, I discipline my body. I love this. I discipline my body like an athlete. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you've got your Bible out, please, please underline like an athlete. Like an athlete. Because as I've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, one thing you've got to understand, and we'll get to it in a second as I close, is that identity is the starting place. You've got to know who you are and what race you're running in. You have to know, you got to know who's your coach. Amen. He said, I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete training, 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 training it to do what it should. He said, I discipline my body like an athlete. He doesn't discipline his body like someone that wants to be an athlete. He doesn't discipline his body like somebody who's going to be an athlete. He disciplines himself like an athlete, it's an identity. It's an identity. Is he the athlete yet? No. But he's training like he was. You can't. All the information and, and, the, and the, the things you have to talk about, the decisions you have to make, if you'll process all of that through the filter of you being in training for a desired goal that Jesus Christ has given you, it will change how you make decisions. Amen. I promise it will. If not, the Wayne will take you to lunch. It starts with identity. It's not even about what you want to do. It's who do you want to become? I'm asking myself that daily. Who, who am I want to become, man? As, I, as I'm turning a corner in a whole different generation of life. <laughs> what do I want to become in this season? I, I don't even ask myself, what do I want to do? Oh, I, I talked Wednesday about the difference between do goals and who goals. If you just make a bunch of do goals, you'll try. But if you'll start it with a who goal, who am I? Whose am I? What does God want me to become? If you lean into that, that's a, that's a who goal. All of the other stuff will fall into place. Why? Because you're training for the who, not the do. Hmm. Starts with identity. 
When you know who God says you are, you'll know what to do. I've said that so many times. So, so he said, I see myself as an athlete. He said, I discipline my body. It starts with identity. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I know I'm not there yet, but you know what? I want to tell myself I'm there. And I want to train as if I'm the athlete. I'm not going to try. I'm going to train. When you're trying, you're hoping to become something that you're not. When you're training, you become more of what God's already told you you'll become. Like maybe, maybe it's the athlete, maybe it's a godly dad, maybe it's a godly mom, I don't know what it is. Somebody who honors God with purity, I don't know. I'm, I just know we gotta stop trying, we gotta start training. Training is not a hopeful experiment. Training is not that, that's trying. It's a devoted commitment driven by a deeper why. Why am I doing this? Why am I running? What does God want from me? It's driven by a knowledge of who you are. God, I hope you're hearing me. I'm I'm not trying to have a good marriage. We're a great marriage in training. Still learning. Still falling. Still getting back up. I'm not trying. I got to stop trying. Trying makes me a loser. Trying, I fail. Training, I'm preparing myself. I'm, I'm not trying to be a godly parent. I'm a godly parent in training, still to this day. I'm not trying to avoid an affair. You hear me? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to drive past the bar. I'm not trying to do that. Why? Because I'm training to be an ambassador in Christ. I'm in training to honor God with the purity of my body and my mind. I'm not trying because I know what happens when I try, and you do too. With God's help, man, I'm just choosing what I want most over what I want now. It's discipline. I know you're hearing me. Sometimes people say, man, you, I mean, you've you got some strong discipline. I really don't. See, that's not natural. I think what they're really saying is, man, you're stubborn. I think that's what, yeah, probably. I'm going to go with that. See, my, my sin tendency is the opposite of having discipline. And might I suggest, so is most people I know. See, consistency continues on when it gets very difficult to do. Let me, let me close, but, but I only have one story that I can tell, and that's mine. I might use you as an example, but I can't tell your story. I can only tell my story. And I know who I am. And I say it in humility that I'm someone with a calling from God in their life to lead people to be fully devoted Christ followers. I'm partnering with the Holy Spirit, walking with Him, talking with Him. I want to help snatch people out of hell. I I, want to be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. Are you feeling this? I've I've got people to protect. I've got got purpose. But i got to have a plan. If I don't have a plan, and listen, I'm horrible at plans on the natural level. On the spiritual level, i got a plan. And the plan is to train. 
It's because of who I am. I process decisions through the truth of who I am. I'm disciplined in the word of God, not because of any other reason that I'm training. I'm in spiritual training to be a better communicator of this amazing story of Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to be a better communicator. I can't. I can't. I, I fight for humility in my life, not because I'm trying, but I know that God lifts up the humble and crushes the proud. I'm training. What are you training for? I'm training because I want to become more of who God says I am. I, I want my mind to be sharp. I know, I, I get it, man. I'm getting older. I get it. I know I got to deal with all the natural things that come with that. And, and that's not me being pessimistic. We ain't stupid. But here's the reality of it. I know, I, even though I got to deal with that, you know what? I'll be the sharpest old guy you've ever met because I'm in training. What are you training for? What are you training for? I'm training to be the best version of me I can be. I don't try to preach. I train to rightly divide this word that I'm still trying to figure out. But I ain't, I, I'm, I'm not trying to preach. I, I don't, I, don't, I don't try to play guitar. I train every day to be more of the musician that God created me to be. I don't, I don't try to be a good dad. I train. And at the risk of being misunderstood... tell you something else. I'm winning. I know if you looked on, you'd probably say, mm -mm, are you though? I mean, I remember you 30 years ago. You're not as strong as you were. That's your perspective. I'm still standing. I'm running. What are you training for? Are you even training or are you trying? I still get excited when people come to know Jesus. I still play music every day. I'm winning. My beautiful wife will meet me at the door every day. I'm winning. My girls still call me and my grandkids think I'm a superhero. I'm winning. See, see, because I'm not trying to be what you want me to be. I'm training to be what God has called me to be. So I show up every day. I lace them up and I train. 
My confidence will increase and my humility has to increase. When it does, it's a win. I'm not winning because people shouted in a sermon. I'm not winning by how many people come. I'm winning when I show up and train to be more of what God wants me to be. What are you training for? Are you even training? Listen, stop letting the devil tell you what you're not. When you're only trying, the devil will keep telling you it'll always be unhealthy. And you'll stop trying. You'll always be ungodly. You'll never beat this addiction. You're going to fail. You're never going to have a good life. <laughs> if anybody should know, the devil should. That what he says isn't true. You and I, we're the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. You and I, we're overcomers. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You and I, we're victorious. We're blessed. We're blessed coming in. We're blessed going out. Don't let the devil tell you what you're not. Stop trying. When you run, run to win. You're not trying to become something in the future. You're trying. You're training, rather, to become what you are now. Would you pray with me? I don't even have to ask for a response or a show of hands for anybody that thinks there's something different they need to do in their life, either start or stop. That's all of us, church. That's all of us. So I won't be condescending to you and ask such a silly question. But I will ask if you would identify the area in your life that you've been trying in. Ask God. Ask God. Let Him tell you who you are. your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ that we would just change how we see ourselves that our past failures wouldn't define us God we failed but we're not failures Lord I pray that, I pray you would gently speak
to whoever under the sound of my voice has just been trying. And they're discouraged. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would bring excellence. That we wouldn't be dismayed. That we wouldn't settle for mediocrity. That we would live a life that's worthy of what you paid. Help us to see ourselves as overcomers, as victorious. God, we're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry we didn't bring our best. We're sorry we didn't want to run to win. But we're getting up. We're going to dust ourselves off. And we're going to run. Because we're training to win. Church, I, I want to pray for you specifically. No one looking around. If you would say, Jeff, I'm just asking, would, would you and the other pastors of the church, would you just pray for me? Because I realize at this moment that, that I've, I've mistaked running hard for trying. And I'm exhausted of it. And I understand now that I've got to start a life of training. So would you pray for me? If that's you, just raise your hand. I'm going to write your name down. I'm going to pray. God bless you. Who else? God bless you. God bless you, son. Who else? God bless you, Bob. I'm proud of you. Who else? God bless you. Yes, in the back. Yes. Who else? Who else? God bless you, son. I'm trying, and trying's get me nowhere. I commit to a life of training. Last one, anyone else? So I would be amiss in my assignment today if I didn't also reach out and offer an opportunity. For those of you that are here in this room or watching online right now that something has spoke to you today. It's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that softened your heart this morning. And you're understanding that you're not even in the race. You, you didn't even get past the first verse that I read because 
You're not even running. You're in a race for yourself. You would say, Jeff, today at 11.46 a.m., I enter the race with Jesus Christ, and I commit to run to win. If today's your day to get in this race, to allow the price that Jesus Christ paid on the cross, that, that you will own that, that, that you will receive that as the gift, and you will embrace it, if that's you, say, Jeff, I'm stepping out of the race that glorifies myself. And I step in the race, and I run for the prize. If that's you, raise your hand. I just want to pray. That's all. God bless you, son. God bless you, young man. Who else? God bless you, young man. It takes courage. You know that. It takes courage. Last time, who else? Father, God, you, you, you see hearts. I, I just saw hands. God, your word says that when we call out to you, you incline your ear to us. So you, you, you hear our heart. You hear our prayer. And God, we just say, forgive us. We confess that we're sinners. We confess that we're selfish. We forget sometimes that None of this life is even about us. We confess that. We ask your forgiveness. Exchange. Exchange this garment of flesh. Exchange this pride. Exchange this selfishness and this lust and this greed. Exchange it for your righteousness, for your love, your mercy, your grace. Thank you. Thank you for being patient. Thank you. Thank you for loving us. We receive your blessing and your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.